0: Today, we'll be talking about patience, and I think this is uh, the hardest fruit, because um, love, we all have experienced love, uh, joy, we all aim for it, and we know we get it from God, uh, ultimately. And peace, once again, peace is something that we seek from God, but patience is something we, get from, we can get from God, but we have to literally practice it. And I don't know about you, but patience is a hard, 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 hard fruit for many of us. And as we've been on this on construction series, Under Construction, we talked about love was our foundation, while joy was the framework of our house. And then we said that peace was our roof. But patience is that door. And the reason why I use a, the, the, a door is because what's coming towards you, Meantime, we want to just close it up. And a lot of times, you can have everything in the world coming towards you, and what you allow through your door talks about your patience. Um, And I don't know about you, is is patience a hard thing to practice? Those mothers, is is patience a hard thing to practice with your children? Because then you already tell them one time to sit down. Then you tell them two times to sit down. Then you tell them three times, and you try to do that little timeout. Timeout was really for you, because you said I snatch them up, and then you did the timeout, and still they act like they didn't get it. So then when you get with them, then they looking at you like you were wrong. But you try to ex- exhibit patience, and sometimes people look at patience as inactivity, toleration. Um, patience is an act of virtue. Because as you are dealing with me, I'm having to be slow to anger. Um, and so, once again, we're in the fruits of the Spirit. And we're on the fruit of patience. And I think this was good. When I found this picture, I like, I think this is good. Because when we think about patience, we definitely think about some lemons. Like I, really want, I don't want to practice that because sometimes patience tastes a little sour. But patience in its best form and lemons in its best form give you lemonade. I know in this audience right now, there have been parents and mothers and grandmothers and so forth that have been practicing patience with the children in the room today. Trying to. I know I tried. And sometimes we feel like we at that end, you know what? I ain't gonna practice it anymore. But that's here there. We won't get into that. So as you see here, some of us, we look at patience like that, where everybody's trying to go somewhere, but we gotta wait for just the smallest thing to pass through. And we all having to wait as this man's trying to wait here. So patience, it literally means long to suffer, slow to anger. You are going to suffer long and you're going to be slow to anger. You can't say you're a patient person and be high tempered. Somebody can't just say something to you just jump off. That's not patience. That's actually the opposite. Uh, and it talks about a man who is that hot tempered, uh, his folly or his fall comes soon. But a patient man is rewarded by God. Now, Patience is definitely not the Incredible Hulk. And if you know anything about the Incredible Hulk, you know, he's a nice, mild-mannered man. And the minute you set that brother off, he said say, you don't like me when I get angry. Because when he hulk out, you can't talk to him. Don't we have some people like that in our life? Sometimes don't we that person in our our life? You don't want to talk to us when we hot. And I'll be honest with you, I can get there. I can get there. Uh, I can get there. I don't try to. And I feel I have a righteous anger when it comes about. I always feel like I'm Jesus at the temple. How dare you in my father's house? Uh, But you got to hold it. Now, is it a sin to be angry? No. As I just stated, Jesus did not like how they were treating his father's house. He did not sin. He did not sin. Anger in itself is not sin. There's uh, what we call, we won't say anger, we call it a righteous indignation. No, nice, big, long, and put that word from righteous. How can anything be wrong if you put righteous in front of it? But anger, when it's self-motivated, is wrong. See, Jesus wasn't angry because they were doing something to him. He was angry because they were doing his father wrong. He was angry because they were doing his holy, his God, his Father, God Almighty wrong. Not because they did Peter wrong. Not because they called Jesus' mama. At his na- no. It was because you are, you are being so hypocritical, so uh, against God's word. He said this can't stand. But meantime, when it comes to God's stuff, we're kind of like, oh, okay. God, God, to the hell on that. We don't get upset. But when it comes to us, let somebody cut us off on Central. Oh, 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 And we'll have the nerve to have the Jesus fish on the back of our car as we give them other signals as we pass by them. Now we're all our fingers. So, so as I'm saying, we have to watch our anger. Is our anger self-motivated or is it God-motivated? So, we get into the, our first point, our first point here, and the world rewards those who truly are not patient. Uh, we call them type A personality, very aggressive. You know, those are people when you go to the uh, buy a car, they all, hey, how you doing? Good to see you. Uh, you need a car today? Huh? What kind of car are you looking for? You want a family car? And they're all in your face. That's that type A. You know, we reward those people who become go-getters. They're a go-getter. They're going to get it done. And God's saying, the truth is, the servant I reward first. Now, you, you know, who, who of us likes to go to the... Now, let me back up. When we are able to buy a car, who of us really likes to go to the car lot? No, why? Because you know you're going to get hassled. We don't like to get, go to places where we're going to get hassled, right? We want to go in. When you go into a store, you don't want to go into a store that, hey, hey, good to see you. How you doing? We don't, want, we don't like those kinds of stores, right? We like to peruse around the store ourselves. Now, we like a little friendly. How you doing? Great to see you. Good to see you, too. And peruse. But if somebody following you around the store, what are we going to do? You know what? I'm going to leave because of where you feel uncomfortable. Patience makes you feel comfortable. Patience makes you feel comfortable. So we have the first point. We have a forbearance of God. Forbearance means a holding, a withholding of something. Many of us love when the, the loan company gives us a forbearance on our loan. That means they say we're going to hold the payment that you owe so that you can breathe a little bit. A forbearance. Well, we are owed something in Psalms uh, 103. through says, the Lord is compassionate and gracious, slow to anger, abounding in love. God has seen us from Eve and Adam all the way to now. And we've done some ugly things, have we not? We can list down a list. we give a top ten of the worst things humanity has done. And God has been slow to anger. He has been full of grace. And then he talks about abounding in love. We rejected his son when he was here, and many of us still reject his son, but still in that. When we messed up, he said, I know I'm going to have a redemption plan for him. And so he says, he will not always excuse, though, nor will he harbor his anger forever. He does not treat us as our sins deserve or repay us according to our iniquities. Let's go back. He will not always be like this. This is going to be a one time and one day judgment is going to happen. There's going to be one day where he's going to call the loan in. There's going to be one day he's going to say, where are you and my son? And if, you, if, if Jesus says, I never knew you, it puts you on the wrong side of the ledger. But if, if Jesus knows you, then forever and ever you spend with Jesus Christ in eternity. But if Jesus does not know you, forever and ever you will spend eternity without God. That is the worst part of hell. The worst part of hell is not the burning, which is bad. The worst part of hell is not, you're going to be with all these other folks that don't believe, that's bad. But it's not the worst part. The worst part about hell, God is not there. You have never experienced a day that God has not been in your life. That's why sinners don't even know the real reality. Because they have not experienced a day where God is not there. God is continually reaching out, reaching out, reaching out. But one day God's going to say, I'm not reaching anymore. He's going to call the loan in. And I don't know about you, but when somebody calls the loan in, that means they're taken. They're going to bring up their tent and wherever they got, it's gone. The redemption plan is here for us right now. But one day God is going to call in. He's not going to excuse it anymore. Where are you going to be with Jesus? Some of us says, well, I'll wait till tribulation come. I seen the rapture go up, I'll wait. Now understand, during that tribulation period, and we're not, we not fully getting into it, but during that tribulation period, if, you're not a, if you want to step crazy during that point in time, it's going to be rough. If you thought slavery was rough, if you thought the Holocaust was rough, if you thought any point in humanity was rough for Christians, baby, you don't know what tribulation is about to bring to you. You're not going to be able to eat if you are a Christian. Because there will be a marking in which you're going to have to have to trade, to eat, to buy goods, to sell goods, to work. You're not going to be able to do all that if you are a Christian. If you don't have this mark upon you. And in you that you are a Christian, you will be persecuted. And so with all that being said, you don't want to wait to the other side. And, and, and understand, there's going to be some folks that are going to get saved in the tribulation. It ain't going to be a mighty few, I mean a mighty lot. Because we always want what's easier. So if I can have all this trades and goods, why would I be a Christian? And, and during that time, we'll probably come up with some story where all these people are missing. We'll probably, maybe we'll say they all went sent into prison. They were all terrorists. I don't know. But something's going to happen where they're going to explain away where people ain't going to really complain. And the biggest thing going to happen that Jesus Christ said himself, there's going to be some preachers who are going to be on the other side of tribulation because they never knew him. There's going to be some choir singers on the other side. Because, see, this coming to church business, he said, you never had a relationship with me, though. I could come into my house, but it don't mean I'm really married. Some of us are shacking up with God and don't want a relationship with God. Okay. We're talking about patience today. We'll get into that another day. Because that's a whole sermon. Are we shacking with God or are we trying to get married to God? And understand, shacking don't give you all the rights and privileges. Amen? Amen? When you go and try to get, well, I'm on the insurance. No. You're not on the insurance. But when you're married, I'm on the insurance. But, But we have a belief we're shacking with God. No, you're not. God wants a relationship. Just because you have come to church has not redeemed you. Just because you have attended a choir rehearsal does not make you a Christian. Just because you watch TV and I watch uh, TBN all day long does not make you a Christian. What's going to make you a Christian is when we get down here. He does not treat us as our sin deserve or repay us according to our iniquities. You know what he does for us? He says, I give you Jesus Christ my son. And if you believe Upon him, you are saved, yeah, yeah. and so he does not treat us as our sin deserves. If we were treated as our sin deserves, there would be no Jesus for us yeah. because our sin deserved guilty plea. And Jesus said, Before you plead guilty, I will take the plea upon my head. Yeah. And so he was patient with us. Yeah. Now, understand that before Jesus came, he had. 2,000 years, he had to be patient with us. Even the best of who he had on this earth was messing up. David, who slew Goliath, was messing up with Bathsheba. Abraham, who, who negotiated with God, was messing up and lying about different things. Jacob, who climbed the ladder, who wrestled with God, was messing up. When he lied to his daddy, he lied to everybody. When you have all this, he said, I'm still patient. I'm still patient. He was patient with the Israelites. 40 years in wilderness, he's trying to get you right. And you're still refuse to get right. He said, I'm still patient. And with us, he's been patient. 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 And so, for as high as the heavens are above, so great is his love for those who fear him. I don't know about you, but I can't touch heaven right now. His love is higher than my touch. I can't touch His love. He's been patient with me. And so, that forbearance that we have, we have a forbearance in God. A forbearance. He has been incredibly impatient with us. So, why does that even matter? How God has been patient with us, He wants us in turn to be patient with people. Oh, Lord. See, now we we had the hallelujah going. We were ready to dance it up. But you said, now I got to do what? Lord, but whoa! whoa, whoa. I told you treat them as you would treat me. When you kill, when you steal, when you lie, because we all have done some of that. And God said, a murderer is bad as a liar. A liar is bad as a thief. You have been to your job and you took a pencil. You a thief. You have called in sick and you were healthy. You lied. So we all have done something. It has been times where we may have lied to our spouse. We were you. You may have lied because you wanted to go and get you a little something. A hamburger or whatever you may proceed on. You may have told a lie to your children. I can't tell the biggest lie we tell to our children because some of our children may believe in this holiday saint. But we had lied about that saint. We all had told it. So we all had sin. And now we go from one holiday saying we make the Easter bunny almost like he's a part of really Easter. We got him all a part of Easter. So we lied. Okay, sin is a sin. But when he tells us, I'm holding back. I'm patient with you. Can you be patient with your brother? If you love, love not your brother, you don't love me. See, these are deep things God's saying. You want to be in eternity with me, understand. You have been on this place with this brother or sister temporarily, and you can't get along with them. How on the other side are you going to live for, with them forever? We have to, now, does that mean if, if Brother Morel do me wrong, I, we can't talk about it? No, you can talk about it. He even gives us way to talk about it. But you need to go to him first. See, when you are patient, you're going to go to people. You're going to talk with people. Unpatient people tell everybody in the business. You know me and Brother Morel. We fell out. Did you ever talk Brother Morel about it? No, but I'm just telling you, he ain't about nothing. Man. That's no patience. Patience is, I'm going to be praying for Brother Morel as I pray for myself to go to him. I'm going to pray that if I was wrong, that I can see it. I'm going to pray about it. That's patience. Patience makes you wait upon things and not not get too excited. Patience makes you wait upon who? God. Patience does not put a deadline on when God got to get it done. Some of us who work for folk or who work for us, You got a deadline, and some of us are the biggest procrastinators. We love to procrastinate because we will deliver on the deadline. Understand, I'm a procrastinator, I will deliver on the deadline. You told me it's done by noon? Well, if I now got a little extra time, I'm going to take that time. But if it's done by noon, I'm going to get it done by noon. It'll probably not start till 11 a.m., but it's going to get done by noon. I should start a couple weeks ago, but it's going to get done by noon. But we have these deadlines, right? God said, don't put me on the deadline, because just have faith I'm going to deliver. Some of us have a deadline. If I don't have something in the year, I'm going to move. If I don't have this in the year, I'm going to leave this job. Who told you to leave the job? Did God tell you to leave the job? Did God tell you to go with this man? Did God tell you to move to the city? If he did, God bless. But meantime, we are moved by our own selfish motivation. And God said, be patient with me. Be patient with me. When we lack patience, we get into some bad situations, amen? We say some hasty things, amen? We'll tell folks some things that we should never told them. Sometimes we are motivated by insecurity. Sometimes we're motivated by loneliness. Sometimes we're motivated many times by fear. <coughs> we will allow Certain people in our life who God did not want in our life. Because we would lack patience. We didn't want to wait upon the Lord. And God said, if you wait upon me, I will what? Renew your strength. You will mount up with wings as eagles. You shall run and not be weary. You should walk and not be tired. If you, but the key was, you had to wait upon the Lord. Yeah. Yeah. You had to be patient on God. So that's that forbearance. and So that's the first step about patience. The second step, we got to realize we're not perfect. Meantime, we're not patient with people because we view ourselves as a perfected in whatever that is. We have no empathy about what they're going through. We are not even trying to hear what they have to say. But the Lord told us that I thank Christ Jesus our Lord who has given me strength that he judged me faithful appointed me to this service even though I once was a blasphemer. This is the thing. Many times we get frustrated with people because we forget where we came from. We get frustrated with people because we forget we were the employee. Many times we get frustrated with people because we forget we were the child at one point. Sometimes we get frustrated with people because we forget we were the sinner. We get frustrated with people because we forget that we are ourselves are imperfect but we serve a perfect God. And if that perfect God, once again, going back to his forbearance, if that perfect God has patience for us in our imperfect state, well, what would we do? We can't forget that we were, as he said, I was a blasphemer, a prosecutor, a violent man. This is Peter. I was these things. Peter said, Jesus had so much patience for me. Jesus had so much patience for me. I denied him three times. This, he told me I was going to do it. I went away. He had patience for me. He said, Peter, will you feed my sheep? Even after that, I still messed up. He had convinced me to go and witness to the Gentiles. I wasn't going to do it. I cut off a man's ear. And Jesus mended it back together. He was patient with me. And Jesus is patient with Peter. And Peter is telling him I acted in ignorance. How I many of sometimes we've acted in some ignorance? Ignorance means I was unlearned. But then we've acted in stupidity. I mean, I knew it, but I still did it. See, sometimes we've been ignorant. Many times we've been stupid. Many of us men, we've been stupid. Many of us ladies, we've been stupid. Many of us husbands and wives and boyfriends and girlfriends, we've been stupid. Because the first time we didn't know, she didn't like that. Now at the same time, we like, well, whatever. And we get into a whatever mode because we're coming from a selfish point of view. But when we're in these relationships, parents, mothers, fathers, friends, whomever, when we're in these relationships, God wants us to come from a point of view as He would. God comes from a point of view where it is selfless, not selfish. And so now we gotta realize I'm not a perfect, I'm not perfect. The next thing, I reflect the peace. I reflect the peace that I have inside. When you are patient, you're going to reflect the peace that you have inside. Reflect the peace that you have inside. What does that mean? Being strengthened with all power according to his glorious might, so that you may have great endurance and patience and joyfulness. This is the thing. If you truly want to be patient, the prayer is not, Lord, give me patience right now. That's not the prayer. So patience is a long process in you. It's a daily process in you. If you just had automatic patience, you know, it would be kind of crazy. You to, you're working through it. But you need God to, to work with you to give you that daily patience. Because after you pass one test in your patience, you're going to get some new testing. You, 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 have, you have come to a point where you got patience with your family. Now your job ain't crazy. So now you got that new test. Now now you got to the job. Now you got to get patient with the church. Now you got to get patient with the church. You got to get patient with the people who drive on the road. See, God is going to, he wants to present us Jesus Christ without spot or wrinkle. That means taking care of the internal and external things. And so in that, he's taking us through a process. So if you want a good iron shirt, you just can't put it on. That good, cut shirt, you got to start shit you got to let it sit a little bit. Let the starch juices get into the shirt, right? And then you got to have that iron start to get hot. See, so there's a the process. Then take one minute. It's a process. And you got to have a good good iron. And then you got to put it across the shirt. Or put it across the shirt. And, and when you get that shirt, it's going to be nice and stiff. Nice, good shirt. What am I trying to say? You had to go through a process. Many of us, you want that non iron shirt. Hey, shirt? That stuff ain't reality. Non wrinkled shirt, that stuff still getting wrinkled. I got some, it's still getting wrinkled. But even if you want to put that on versus let that shirt get iron, that shirt looks 10 times better. 10 times better. So, what I'm telling you, your patience is going to go through a process, but you need God Almighty. You need God to be giving you this, this, this patience. But I'm not telling you it's easy. It's been some things you've been praying about. It's been some things people have been praying for you about that they're losing patience on you. And you're losing patience about. But God is saying this is the thing. I need you to have patience in things you cannot control. But I need you to have courage to act in the things you can control. I need the church to be patient with me as I try to lose this weight, right? But I got to have the courage to do the things that do right. I can say, we're going to pray about it, church. I always don't like folk when they want to hit me with that. It's not that not praying about it is like you want to just give it up. You have a role to play. So, what courage do you have in what you're doing? Do you have the courage to act? And that's a part of the patience to say, you know what, you said these ugly words to me, but I'm not going to return them in kind. I'm going to back off and just say, you know what, maybe you take a break. Breathe a little bit. Maybe you and I pray about it separately for a hot minute and back off. Maybe it's the courage to let go of all that insecurity. See, that's something too. We have the power to let go of the things that mom and dad didn't say I was this and this. Let it go. At a certain point in time, you got to let go of your past. If they said you were ugly, let go of it. God created you beautiful. If you say, well, I ain't nobody, God said you somebody. Let go of what people have said and start moving into your destiny in God. Because God said in Jeremiah twenty nine eleven, I have a plan for you. So that's all we got to trust in. Trust in your God. Wait upon your God. Move when God tells you to move. Walk with God. But don't walk in front of God. That's what we try to do sometimes. Walk behind God. And God's going to blaze the path for us. And so when we have to reflect that peace, that reflecting, all we try trying to reflect is what God is beaming right into our heart and we're reflecting that back into the world. What would it be like if we as a church practice patience? This building that we're in, we've been blessed. We could say, Well, I, I want this, I want that, I want that. Be patient. God's going to give Victory Baptist Church one day its own location. One day we'll have buses. One day we'll have all these different things. But we got to be patient. Because if we buy a bus now, now how are we going to pay that bill? See, sometimes we act like that, don't we? Understand, anybody can get a card today. But you might not be able to pay that bill. Be patient. God is going to get to us when we need to have it. Because I truly believe God gives us our daily bread. And so we have to be that reflection of Jesus Christ to the world. Now, we got to get to the point. <coughs> we got to respond to others with endurance and not retaliation. What does that really mean? Some of us have spent much time in thinking about how we're going to get our revenge. Come on. Come on. Come on. So, Dan, you still with me So days? so with me? Some of us have thought about, you know, if I could just... We have thought some days, some weeks, some months, I don't get my revenge. Some of us think we get our revenge. Watch, I don't show. She should stay with me. I don't show her. I going not get this job. I going not be all important. Don't let, hey, how you doing? <laughs> yeah, I, I'm an attorney right now. Uh, you know, uh, what are you doing? Ha. <laughs> yeah, you stay with me, you would have been somebody. Okay. We think that's our revenge. Yeah. Amen. Some of us are motivated. When you hear people, be motivated by the haters. That's talking about, I want to be motivated by revenge. Don't be motivated by the haters. Be motivated by the Holy Spirit whose destiny is saying, I'm creating this destiny that's plan for you. We plot so much and so motivated. We give people power in our life who should never have that power. There's some men and there's some women in our life Who we say, you know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna give me a good man now. You sorry behind me, I don't give me a good man and I'm gonna show you. Did you get with the man because God told you to get with the man? Or did you get with this man because you wanted revenge on that sorry man that you left? You need to look and see, you know what? God got me out of that bad relationship. That's what he did. He freed me from a hot mess and gave me a blessing. I got my children, I got my home, I got a man that want to work, that want to love me, that want to be with me, that showers me, tells me I'm beautiful, instead of men that want to tear me down and don't want to even get off the bed, get out the house, want to watch TV all day while I'm breaking my back. But see how it looks? God got you out of the relationship, but you want to go back for revenge. God says, let me handle the revenge. Let me handle the vengeance. Because God said, vengeance is mine, said the Lord. He didn't say vengeance was yours. He said, let me take care of the business. And this way, He also told us pray for your enemies. We, we, we pray for my enemies. God's trying to tell you, He's trying to tell you, if you don't try to retaliate against everybody, it may be a way to redeem this person to come into the family. At one point, they might have been your enemy. At another point, I will make them your brother. Now, for us, we say that crazy guy, I want them to say my enemy. No, 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 no. God says, I love all the children. I love them while they're in darkness, and I love them when they come out of the darkness. I love all the children. And so we gotta get out of that business of retaliation. We have to bear one another in love. Bear one another in love. That's a hard thing, amen. Amen. Because when we bear one another love, then it goes to the next point. And I just skip, we have forgiveness. Instead of resenting, instead of holding resentment, and we can do that in our best relationships, can't we? There's some marriages right now. The the resentment started the first night when they didn't put the seat down. The resentment started then and everything else, the dishes ain't washed, house not clean, you don't do this. You, the resentment's building and building. And God saying, I want you to forgive. I want you to forgive when the toilet seat was up. I want you to forgive when he didn't do this. I want you to forgive when she didn't do that. Now, this is what I'm telling you. It's not easy. See, that's why I started off, this, this fruit now, it's not an easy fruit. It's a hard thing. It's a hard thing. Why? Because to forgive, to forgive, God forgave us. But when we're forgiving one another, we, it goes back to this process. Do you think yourself perfect If you don't think it's perfect it's easy to forgive. It's some things that we are holding on that's holding us back. When we don't forgive somebody, we give them pure power. There's some fathers out there that have not been fathers. They've just been men. There's males, even. Name the men. And we say, I'm, I can't forgive him. He was, he was supposed to be a father to these children, he was supposed to help out, he was supposed to send some money, he was supposed to do something. Now, call here and there. Now, I'm up here raising these children by myself. We got to forgive. Because when you forgive, you're going to start experience freedom. When you forgive, you say, I'm going to be patient with the Lord. Because, see, I'm not telling you he's going to restore that father to his rightful place. But I am going to tell you, you have a father that's already there. God Almighty. You have, And God's going to send other men to be a brotherhood around your boys, your little girls. There's some relationships that have been Dented fathers and mothers, fathers and children, all of this hot mess. But we got to start forgiving to clear out the way. We got to start forgiving to loosen the shackles. Many of us are heading to divorce line or breaking up or some kind of relationship. And God is saying, can you have a little patience with them? That would hurry us to the divorce line. I'm tired of you. I'm tired of what you don't do. And God saying, "Well, I was tired when you didn't want to come to church. I was tired when you didn't want to pray. I was tired when you didn't even want to say your grace of your meal. I was tired when you didn't want to read John 11:35 and Jesus, well, you didn't want to read that. I was tired, but you know what? But I still had strength to have patience. So can you have the patience? Can you forgive? Many of the resentment that we harbor, because we harbor it inside, we won't tell them. Talk, communicate. Because this is the biggest thing about all of this patience. God wants us to first communicate with him, and then he wants us to communicate to our brother. Nowhere in the scripture is he telling you, touch your mouth and go to other people and hold it all in. He wants you to go to your brother, your sister, and tell them, this is how I feel. This is what's been going on. But before you go to him, he wants you to talk to him first. Because it may be something in you too that's struggling. And then go to your brother. Amen. Amen. It's not an easy thing that we have today. I think it's one of the, the, it's the, the, the great hump. After we get to the peace, we like, I got peace. Then we get to the patience. Now you get the patience. We got all this faithfulness, gentleness, all this good stuff, but this patience. It's the door. Are you going to open your door to allow all the mess to come in and understand God's got it all. He's going to filter it through. He's got your back. He's going to stand you up. He's going to strengthen you. Or are you going to close your door and hide all your resentment and everything in your house? we like, well, I got my love, my joy, and my peace. Keep all that patience outside my door. I don't care. God wants us to have an open door to the world. He wants us to have an open door. Because does he not for us? Did he not for you? When you were down on your knees, crying, when you were in the midnight hour and you didn't know who to call on, the last person you called on was God, and he said, I am the deliverer in the midnight hour. I am the redeemer that you would never be left I will never leave you or forsake you. I am that God. I have never just died and slumbered. I have been here. I am Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the end. I am that one that you seek. So don't you give up. Amen.